What do I do to learn how to fight? Son, violence is a product of fear. Learn to truly love yourself. Okay. Okay, get yourself up here. Okay. All right. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> um, how much did it pay me to be here? Uh, excuse me? <laughs> what is your name, son? Gerald. Gerald, I think you're afraid. Are you telling us this stuff so we can buy your book? Because I gotta tell you, if you are, that was some of the worst advice I ever heard. Do you see how sad this is? You want your sister to lose weight? Tell her to get off the couch, stop eating Twinkies, and maybe go out for field hockey. You know what? No one ever knows what they want to be when they grow up. You know, it takes a little, little while to find that out. Right, Jim? And you. Yeah, you. You think of some jerk shoving your head down the toilet. Well, you know what? Maybe you should lift some weights or uh, take a karate lesson, and the next time he tries to do it, you kick him in the balls. <laughs> Son, do you see this? Right? This is an anger prisoner, a textbook example. Prisoner. You see the fear, people? This boy is scared to death of the truth. Son, it breaks my heart to say this, but I believe you're a very troubled and confused young man. I believe you were searching for the answers in all the wrong places. You're right, actually. I am pretty, I'm, I'm pretty troubled and I'm, I'm pretty confused, but I... And I'm afraid, really, really afraid. Really afraid, but I, I, I think you're fucking antichrist. <laughs> guy who's like, seems like I'm trying to trick you by, <laughs> uh, cheers, right on, cheers, this is, this is good stuff, what do you got, plunger head, 2000, what I, I had it once before, um, I went with that, I was actually in sort of a pinch thinking, what if there's no bottle opener, so I started to look at the twist tops, and then I walked right by this, and I recognized this, uh, the logo? Well, no, I recognize the fancy undoing of the bottle. It's not even a t twist top wine. Oh, I see. It's just a replaceable cord. Bingo. 
good for the environment. How does that? Real that plastic. seems to make fucking perfect sense. Doesn't it? I that, mean, in the grand scheme of things, yeah. I understand the classiness factor of like presenting the wine. You got the sure. bottle opener, but sure. this is so much easier. But what yeah. is wine really so pretentious that you can't evolve from a certain amount of history? I think that's the direction they're trying to go. Could be wrong. I'm I'm slowly getting my feet wet in the wine world. How long have you been going down the wine road? Because uh, you seem like a you seem like a connoisseur of fine things. I'm a connoisseur of fine things, but I also recognize that my tastes are kind of goofy because there are very few things I don't like. Right. Like, I like food. I like a lot of food. You can appreciate food. I can appreciate food, but even if, like, even when people are like junk food, you appreciate oh, on some level. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when did you go down the wine road? Wine road, meh. Because it seems daunting. Like I, I know I like whiskey. Yep. And whiskey is very simple. There's you know a couple varieties from there, and and then you just kind of go brand loyal at that point. Like, right. But with wine, what, there's like four or five derivatives and then so many brands after that? There are the derivative. I mean, I, I'm speaking well out of my... Sure. I know nothing what I'm talking about. Sure. But like the number of Italian grapes alone... Right, is like right, right. Hundreds, perhaps thousands. Um, and so even if you want to know like just that small faction of it, I don't yeah. pretend to know any of that. It's sure. like, close your eyes and drink this and be like, mm, that's red wine. Right. Have you seen the movie Soma? Soma. Soma. That's I what just saw it. Yeah, that'll How definitely... How fucking nuts is that movie? It was crazy. The first five minutes, you're like, I would never want to go down that road. Right. And it's funny you say whiskey because like, in addition to knowing all the booze, I mean all the wine, yeah. they have to know all the booze and all the beer. Yeah, I guess they just never showed that side of it. Yeah. So for those who don't know, there's the movie Soma. And it, that was short for, do you remember? Sommelier. 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 A sommelier <laughs> is it, there are different levels of it, but it's like your and basically, expertise of wine. You're an expert of all things liquor, essentially. And yeah. these people had to, I guess we're going to butcher the, the exact <laughs> thing they have to do, but it was essentially they would taste wine blind and have to know the year, the region, and a few other things and like what yeah. they were tasting in it like what tipped them off they could so just so it wasn't like a lucky guess right and these they I'm what they highlighted maybe four or five guys who spent a whole sure. year I mean they talk there are these guys who say I mean they're like medical doctors or professional lawyers or I mean sure. they're professionals in their own right and then they they're like this is the hardest two three years of studying in my life do you remember like the one they, they had the way they filmed it there was like the two guys and then there was the outlier that one outlier guy yeah and I won't ruin it for anybody who didn't see it but how annoying was the outlier yes they did him <laughs> so little favors I think they nailed it I mean they needed sort of the, the yeah you can't have everybody be the same right but I mean they, fuck they really took it to him yeah like you wouldn't want to be the dude in retrospect and all your friends would be like dude you suck yeah, I always wonder, that, like, what a leap of faith that is being a doc, because you, yeah. like, okay, I am, I'm not acting where somebody says, like, oh, you're a bad actor. Sure. It's the, like, some, they can cut your life up to be the most fucked thing. Yep. 
Yeah, you basically sign it away. Sign your life away. You're like, I hope they produce something good about me. Yeah, and for yeah. most people don't realize that, like, documentary, like anything else, like, they just assume documentary's fact. Sure. They don't realize that there's a whole host of shit that they can cut out. And, yeah. Like, maybe they showed those guys palling around. Mm-hmm. And they just, but they just cut that out. So he just looked like a complete fucking nut And vice job. versa, like, the two dudes who, like, you know, come off as, as the... The coolest, the laid cool back... protagonists. Yeah. Maybe they're just complete... A-holes. A-holes. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> just whenever they would video the little clips of them, like, bickering or whatever. It was yeah, just, yeah, I was yeah. cringing for that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and in fair... I mean, if that is any uh, glimmer of reality, that guy's fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> With all due respect to him. Yeah. In case case to any good insult. In case yeah. he's a familiar po- podcast. He's obviously... Yeah. So how did they go, man? Um, good day of training. Yeah, training. I mean, you know, Utah's the first race back. Um, You're fucking skinny, dude. I've never seen anybody skinny. I was... I'm about tour skinny. For people who don't know, I'm looking at a vein in this guy's arm that looks like it was laid on top of everything. Like, I'm a pretty naturally lean guy, so I feel like I know leanness. This is pretty ridiculous. Technique. This is active lean. Yeah. Like, I mean, this takes a concerted effort. What was know? that effort? <sighs> I don't want to give out all my secrets, but... Fuck your secrets. I... Knowing secrets and doing secrets. Like, well, my secret is going to bed, like, a little hungry. Right, right, right. No. <laughs> Mine's, um... Gluten-free, man. GF. I'm not celiac by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. But... It puts a concerted thought in your mind every time you're going to eat something. You're like, I'm not going to eat this cookie. I will eat a carrot. I will not eat this bread, pizza, beer. But you think... But but just by saying, okay, I'm GF. I'm not going to uh, actively eat bread and bready things. And that's where the weight loss in itself comes from. Yes. And let me point out, it is not easy to do on an Italian cycling team. Oh, no. They look <laughs> at you like you're a silly person. Yes. Like, I mean, it started this year at the Classics and stuff, and I, you know, just... Did you have, like, a coming to Jesus moment where you're like, fuck this, I need to lose X? Um, Or did the team no, tell you? Or? I recognized that I want... I mean, I I really wanted to do the tour, and I knew that um, it's going to involve showing, you know, having good form, having good results, performing on the bike, but then... I mean, they want to see it physically, too. Italians especially. Uh, bingo. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, frick. Like, Tour California, that was the big... Uh, unveiling is the wrong word, but that was the first time everybody's like, whoa, you got, you got lean, man. Yeah. I mean, there were two articles in it on various cycling slash velo news, which is comical. Um I mean, but yeah. There was, was a quote in one of those, because I remember reading, I don't know which one it was, either the Bellinger Cycling News, it says, and I, I still remember the quote because I read it nine times trying to figure out what the fuck it meant, but yeah. it says, I love food too much to make this a mistake. Yeah. What? I yeah. love food. I mean, to backtrack what you're talking about, okay, like, yeah, you love, I love, yeah. I love all food. I love good food. I love bad food. I love junk food. I just took the team to burritos. Yeah. I mean, that, like. But how, what? To make this a mistake, what does that mean? The mistake being, 
it's the the point is it's not a mistake. It's not a mistake. Like whoops! Oh look, I lost ten. I pounds. didn't lose this accidentally. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This was a concerted effort. I I guess I was reading too deep into it. Yeah. That's maybe that was my nice mistake. I, I hit like level two deep. I don't go like six deep. Right. I was like looking for a hidden meaning there. I'm like to make because <laughs> they highlighted that quote yeah. in particular. I'm like that was the title of the article. Yeah. To make this a mistake, I read yeah. like I almost texted you and then I was like. Oh, What's that mean? Um, so why are you trying to get deep in Velo news, man? Explain this. Um, <laughs> no. I'm not trying to. Get no, deep. you weren't. No, you weren't. I, I was, was not. I was not. I was just gonna tease you. So today, first race back from uh, whatever. Yep, race to full days. Expected or where, I, I'm sorry, I didn't. See, I was on the side road feeding. I didn't see where you went through. Oh man, I did see you feeding. I was like, dude, it's really hot, and you're wearing long sleeves and pants. Yeah, but this is like that thin wool, so it's pretty wicked. So I'm actually pretty good. I don't believe in that. That's like when people wear an undershirt and they're like, "Yeah, I'm staying cool because I have my blah 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 synthetic undershirt." It's like, dude, take off your snow pants. It's too hot. <laughs> I'm not like really riding anymore, man. So I gotta sweat. This is my way of sweating. <laughs> like this I is my way. Lean. I gotta sweat this is off. my way of like when I like take off my shirt. It's yeah. like taking off the jersey, where you're just like, "Whew, nice. That day's done." Or it could be like a psychological game. Like you don't want to be like big and be like, "Man, I'm fat. I'm sweating." Oh yeah, yeah. No, I've already, <laughs> I've already recognized. There's no way that I, because I, uh, I was talking to Hank Happy a little bit about this. Not to name drop on you, dude. That was pretty good. Yeah, right. George or Rich? <laughs> rich. So Rich and I were talking, <laughs> and side note: Do you think Rich is ever like? Hey, what about everyone like cycling clothing? Come on. They have a good time together. Yeah, I'm sure. Um they crash some Dino. I was talking to Hank Abby and I was like, I think when you start racing as young as we did, you're so used to feeling fit. Mm-hmm. I don't think you get out of it. I don't think you can get out of that. No lie. My brother my brother raced till he was twenty uh six, twenty seven. Robbie. Robbie. Robbie King. He's really good. Good dude. I mean, he still yeah. he trains forty five minutes a week, and he still tears legs off. Yeah. And uh, he was the one who showed me this study that said when people give up endurance sports, a la cycling, mm. like just have to quit cold turkey, the the chemical process in your brain is as bad as trying to quit heroin. Ugh. Watch out. <laughs> I I I notice that I immediately take other sports and hobbies yes very seriously yeah. I uh, I went to one CrossFit thing. Yeah. And now it's pretty much all I think about. I went to... Um, like you want to go back. Yeah, like I, I replicate the exercise with more weights, more reps. Yeah. Like today, after the thing, I went straight to the gym. Right on. And you see, I, there's this one circuit, and I see how many reps I can do in one minute. You yeah. rest 30 seconds, and you do it again. Yeah. And you do that for 10 minutes. Dude, you're going to get freaking more ripped than cycling. Do you think about that? Do you think about, like, or while you were a cyclist, do you sure. ever think about how ripped you want to get afterwards, since we're supposed to, like, have Oh, yeah, no, I mean, thing? I always... <laughs> this is so fucked up. And teammates will attest to this. I will buy bodybuilding magazines. What? <laughs> yeah. The ones where people are just, like, yeah, puff marshmallow. Yeah, 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 because they have all these, like, tips in there about how to stay lean. Like, Bodybuilders were the first. They always. I'm not joking. Like, 
I'm very aware of how silly the bodybuilder culture is. Yes. But they are always the first with the diets. Right they on. came yeah. out. They came out with gluten free years before I heard a cyclist talk about it. I they it. they heard about they did the no carb thing years before like yeah low carb training all this they do it year, the the half an hour of exercise before breakfast yeah 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 years yeah. before like right on so it was like this wealth of knowledge of how to stay like super lean yeah and I I don't want to get ever like bodybuilder ish sure. but I my favorite part of cycling was the process. I mean, I, I enjoyed yeah. races, but I enjoyed races. Yep. Races. But I really enjoyed the, like, I'm going to do this training, and I'm going to do, you know, yeah. like, structure and everything and seeing the progression. And you see, right, you see the, the, like, return on investment. Right. You put in a week of training, you put in a first block, and you're like, I'm moving. Yeah. And, and I, I, I mean, this definitely has to harken to some kind of control issues. Mm-hmm. But I really like that. And then when you see a bodybuilder who's eating six meals a day and exercising three and, like, they get up at 2 a.m. to drink a protein. Like, that was the – that's process to the extreme. Yeah. And I I thought that was the coolest fucking thing. This is as you were racing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're talking, like, two or three years ago. Hmm. Like, I just thought that was the cool – I had a – Fucking subscription to this magazine. You did some shit. Yeah, you were talking about your teammates saying you buy this stuff. You got subscription. Well, here's the thing, Ted. If I buy it in the store, it costs seven dollars. If I get a subscription, <laughs> it's three. It's fucking just. It just makes sense. I'm with you. And I mean, it comes with like a free calendar, workout calendar, free protein shake. Ted, you will also know that the World Bodybuilding Championships is also the same time as Interbike, pretty much every year. In the same exact place, presumably. In Vegas. Naturally, how many times have you been? I've been. I've been. Oh, I've been. <laughs> I will say this though: I went, and they had they had the, like their own expo, right? Yeah. And they had uh, one of the the uh, supplement manufacturers had a contest of who could bench their weight the most time in one minute, and then they would win this grand prize. Yeah. I don't know a thousand dollars worth of you know shitty right. stuff that you test positive for naturally yeah yeah and uh all these guys all these meatheads are just lined up to do it sure so i just i went up there and i fucking like i got on the scale and it was like 152 pounds <laughs> and everybody's like oh you know he's light he might be one of those light guys yeah. i couldn't do one rep <laughs> <laughs> but i faked it the whole time i pop yeah. i walked up there with so much swagger yeah i made everybody think like Oh, this might be one of those light fuckers who just yeah. bangs out. Like, 150, I don't think I could, I don't think I could do your weight. Oh, no way, dude. No way. Man. Oh, well. How much do you weigh right now? 136. Oh. That's bullshit. No. no. I, honestly, I weigh 165-ish. And that's the lot. 165 to 170. I don't get Depending. on scales very yeah, yeah, often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, go by belt size? I go by uh, mirror ribs. How many ribs I can see? You could do rib count. Yeah, and then I can't necessarily like you know I'll pop a belt loop or two. Sure. But yeah, I'm not gonna do like. Oh, that was a three notcher. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Getting off scales is silly. I think I'm. I I definitely did like a, a time in my life where it was all about the scale. Yeah. But I I just 
I get too obsessive and I recognize that in myself. Sure. So I, I had to toss the scale. Obsessive cyclists, I don't believe it. Right, right, right. Man. I mean, it got to the point where like it affected your mood. Oh my lord, yeah. And you're just like, wow. And if you're doing it that incessantly, you're like, shoot, that's a quarter pound. You're like, yeah, yeah. come on, man, just take a whiz. Right. Right. Um, Some nuts. Well, fuck, dude, so today, back to the original question. <sighs> oh, yeah. Bike racing. Uh, so, I raced the Tour de France this year for a handful of days, and then this was the first race back, and training's been good over the past month. I've been in Colorado, yep. breathing the high altitude thin air, which is... Uh, always affect me rather poorly so it's good to be properly climatized um and to answer the question yeah i mean today's stage five queen stage first hour and a half uh hour and a quarter was super aggressive everybody trying to get in the break and i was like all hands on deck let's try to do it i was psyched to be out there yeah good group of 10 dudes uh oh so you did make the early break yeah oh, okay yeah. great yeah, so I was in, I mean, you know, the break went from hour one plus to halfway up the penultimate climb. I mean, they didn't was, give you much, guys. They didn't give you no, as much leash, huh? Right. I mean, we were strong dudes. We had 10 proper horsepower up there, but, you know, the, the best place guy was keel at like three and change, and they never gave us more than two and a half minutes. So. Who's they, Garmin? Presumably. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know. Right, right. Yeah. It was, man, dude, we raced into a headwind the entire freaking day, which sucked because we were, like, bending and be sure. bobbing and weaving, and it's like, no matter what you did. Where'd you guys get caught? Halfway up the last, second last time. So, from then it's like, yeah, all right, let's keep pedaling. All right. Um, finished 30-something. That's not good. Good training. About what you expected, or you wanted a little bit more? Um, anytime you're in a break, you have high aspirations you're like yeah, well, I mean, like before we're stick race. it we want to like win. your form now before the race um yeah I mean you always hope for the you always sure you're not willing to admit how much you're hoping for right you got the high aspirations you know you're like well yeah if everything really goes well they're gonna be in top whatever yeah top 15 top yeah. 20 top 10 yeah um, things go crazy I might get top 5 exactly yeah. If the entire peloton crashes, right. less four dudes, and I'm up the road, that'll oh, be top five. Can you imagine? That'd be so rad. <laughs> it was windy today. So, yeah, I mean, you got to be a realist as well. Yeah. Uh, and that is to say, having not raced in a month can change. It's like, been training well. I'm happy with the whole grand scheme of things. Yeah. Probably come up a notch for Colorado. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is proper altitude. You know, Tour yeah. Utah used to be like Tour of Greater Salt Lake City. Right, right, right. And now it's... We'd stay in the same hotel. Exactly. It's been a proper race. I mean... I'm great. glad they got rid of the team time trial. I mean, it was a yeah. cool event, but nobody was there to watch it. Exactly. That's what's goofy, but... I mean, I do really like this race, but it is Tour of the no start way. town, the finish town, and nothing in between. Yeah, it's very... I think it's very much for the riders if you enjoy that kind of thing. It's like, look, we're going to give you a ride through some excellent country, and hopefully you enjoy it. Yeah. It's definitely not for the rider who's, like, hoping to get his, you know, get tons of signage right. on the side of the road and everybody recognize him. Yeah. You start Which to get that more to be, like, there. kind of a relief, though, for a pro tour rider like you, though. You know, you, 
it, you get enough of that. It's probably kind of nice and different to be riding out in the desert, high mountain yeah. desert. I, I mean, the mere expansiveness of it is an awesome novelty. Yeah. You know, when you're racing in Belgium and like even uh, bobbing and weaving again. Yeah. Between like road furniture and cars and riders crashing High roads stress. as wide as this table. This is like wow! Look, I think a lot of the Grand Canyon. It, I think a lot of the Euros like the the relaxed nature of the roads. Yeah, absolutely. Which is also goofy because the catch point to that is we got rumble strips in America, and it's goofy to watch either rumble strips here or uh, the bot, bot dots. dots. Yeah. yeah, man. There's like mini mini form fuggers. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, what do your teammates think of the race? They like it a lot. Do they? Yeah. I mean, we got a super relaxed team here. It's a team that came from Chicago where they won Elk Grove. Yeah. With the exception of Elia Viviani, who won Elk Grove and then went home. Did he? Yeah. He just came for the craziest yeah. race. Which was, I mean, that was the plan all along. He's going back. I think he's, I want to say he's doing Enico and then uh, the Vuelta. Oh, okay. So he's got a good program there. But the rest of the crew, I mean, we just, you know, it's it's a fun bunch of guys. Did you think about doing the Vuelta at all this year after the, the Tour de France incident? I would have, yeah, I would have liked to. Yeah. Um, rosters are predetermined pretty darn pre. Right. Um, it's a big question mark over your head after yeah. such a long break of racing. Bingo. And as the sole American on a Cannondale American-sponsored team, we got this whole you know month and a half is North American racing. So I sort of halfway nice. put my hand up and said, hey, can I do that? And then realized quickly that when they deed me up, it was like, ah, yes, I recognize that was going to happen. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, Utah, Colorado, Alberta, Quebec, Montreal, Phoenix. North America, baby. Um, I'm hoping to do the world championships. Yeah. That'd be fun. What about, like, Lombardia or anything? American. I mean, it, that's where, like, the, basically your passport tells you where you're going to be. You know, I'm on an Italian team. Lombardia is the Italian races. Right. So, uh, chilling. When I do you, some cyclocross in the offseason. You going to give Jeremy Powers a run for his money? Uh, no. Um, I go to the beer garden a lot during cyclocross races. Right. I have a very fun offseason, mostly involving beer gardens. <laughs> uh, is Speaking it, of gluten-free. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you can't be it all the time. You're not mm-hmm. a savage. Exactly. Neither am I celiac. Looking for you, looking for you there, buddy. Thanks. Um, was it hard, like when Dugan left? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I saw the writing on the wall, which is to say, uh, did it seem like he was fitting in? He, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a tough. It can be a very tough culture. I mean, you know, it is, uh, it's foreign at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not like these guys who, you know, end up on, on Garmin or BMC or, I mean, I recognize those are also very international teams, but, you know, all teams are character, characteristic of where they're registered. Of course, yeah. Um, Belgian, Italian, Australian, UK, whatever it is. Um, Let's I mean, some more countries real quick. Australia. Um, Poland. I, I gotta do that. Yeah, right. We need more Polish pro tour teams. We probably are. I mean, we got what? We don't have any Polish pro tour teams. This we got one Polak on our team. He's yeah. the TT national champion. 
Oh, no. Is he like the stereotypical Belgian badass or Polish badass? He's pretty tough. Yeah. He drives a Mercedes. You know Andre Beck, the BMC bus driver? He's Pole. Uh-uh. He's got a dent in his head from a tandem crash at the World Championship. Back, there used to be tandem <laughs> track sprint racing okay. for a World Championship title. Oh, that sucks. He crashed, flipped over, and hit the lighting post. And dented his head. Dude, he's got a fucking dent in his head. Does he have brain damage? No. He's a, the hardest working motherfucker I've ever seen. He worked for the high, he worked for high road for a long time. Yeah. This guy, he can't remember. In the morning... He's out cleaning the radi- radiator of the bus with a comb. Are you bullshitting me? Shit, you're not, dude. Hey, man. When your radiator's yeah. dirty, the only thing I grab is a comb. <laughs> uh, so, but you're fitting in. You feel like you're fitting in? I am. As much as you can? As much as you can. That's it. Are you happy there? Yes. Yeah. Um, Don't want to go anywhere else. Um, I'm always curious what's up. I'm in a contract here. Yeah. Are you looking around a little bit? Gotta be. Look out for number one, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, Timmy and I, you know, we, we went into, at that point, Liquid Gas Cannondale as good acquaintances. Two years later, we are kidding you not, best friends, you know. Um, and, yeah, that was hard to see him leave. But when I said writing on the wall, it's like, he was, at that point, Olympian, national champion. I mean, he had a lot of things going for him. Um, and that don't think that the uh, they were paying him his due right so you know he looked around and got a good offer elsewhere and went with it yeah so yeah I mean we stayed you know it's the nature of sport I mean of, of the sport of cycling you're gonna stay in touch with the guys and see him at races it's here just, and there yeah it's just hard cause like cycling teams so often like uh, preach this band of brotherhood and sure. family and everything like this and so it's like you make sacrifices for your family. Mm-hmm. It's what the is what the business always says. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're like family. You make sacrifices, but then it never really seems like they make the sacrifices for you. Right. It, the sacrifices usually go one way. I will say yeah. that Optum has decided. To, they're like, okay, I told them I couldn't race anymore. My back sucks. Yeah. And they're like, all right, you don't have to race anymore, and they're gonna pay me out. So. Right on. So how does that work next week? Two weeks from now. When I read today in cycling news, yeah, I'll be doing that. I'll just give them my day rate, so I get a day rate. Yeah, and I just, in good faith, I give them the day rate. Right on. So. And is that virtually the? That's probably the end of your regular season anyway. Yeah. Were you I racing was, with? I, they wanted me to. Well, they qualify for the world team time trial. That's for sure. Yeah. That's so, rad. Congrats. Yeah, we, yeah, we did it last year. I knew that we did it last year, and it was, it's a lot of fun. And yeah. for me, it was cool because Volkenberg was the place I did my first World Championships when I was seventeen. Full circle. Yeah, so it was definitely like. A, How old are you now? Thirty-two. Yeah. So it was a place where I did my first World Championships, and we like the time trial went on a lot of the same roads up yeah. to Coburg and everything. And you're just like, even then, like That's I didn't knew I didn't know I was going to retire, but even then, I was like, yeah. I mean, even last year, like, at Colorado and California, like, when I'd have good days and make the front group on the hilly stages, mm-hmm. I mean, I made sure to look around. Right. I made sure to look to the left and to the right. and Mental picture. Yeah, I made yeah. sure to do that. Because there's a lot of times in my career where I didn't, and I can't remember, and I know they were cool moments. Right, right, right. I'm with you. You have to just kind of take one moment, get out of the race, and be like, 
you know, man, I have like this highway in Colorado completely closed to myself. I have my own personal escort. I get a bomb down both center lines. Turn around. Yeah, you're like, this. If I was doing this by myself, I'd be breaking the law. Yeah. And I would be arrested and yelled at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's go ahead and remember that this is an exception to the rule. You ever race with a camera in your pocket? Or a phone, which happens to have a camera feature on it? I can't remember that I have, but I feel like I'd be a liar if I said I hadn't. Yeah. I did once, only by accident. Like, it was at the very end of a race. Tour of California. Oh, seven? Maybe oh, six. And I reached in my pocket to grab a bar, and I was like, oh, my phone. So then I started taking pictures. <laughs> Do you remember the stage? Uh, yeah, we went up to Sierra. I was in a groupetto with Boonin. <laughs> At that point, what? Priority health. I'm like, sure. 22 years old. Being like, this is so awesome. Yeah. I got a camera bracelet with Tom Boonin. <laughs> Just a fucking tourist. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to make a phone call. <laughs> You're like, Tom, Tom, quick photo, please. Yeah. Thanks. Photo up. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah. I had this really embarrassing moment with Tom Boonin. Um, Lay it on me. So Tom and I grew up together racing as in Belgium the national team. Yep. So we we got on really well. Yeah. Uh, we always see each other. And then uh, he turned pro a couple years before me, but then I sent him postal. He, and one year he came to Redlands on postal. No way. Yeah, yeah. Was, he only raced for postal one year, right? Yeah, he came to Redlands that year. Were you guys teammates that year? No, no, no. Okay. I was on another team. Yeah. Uh, like, why would I say that? I'd say, no, no, and then I would follow it up with, I'm on another team. It's fairly, I doubled down on that explanation. Anyway. There's a lot of stuff that happens in English right. language like that. <laughs> no, no, no. So, we would always catch up, and then I got off of Postal and Garmin, my back started acting all fucked up. Never went back to Europe. Yeah. Huh. Two or three years later, Tom comes to, maybe it was 07, Tom comes to California. Yeah. I was on rock racing. Nice. And we're uh we're at the buffet line for like for the first stage and he like gives me this look and he goes, Mike, uh, yeah, I was like, what's going on? And he goes, What? What what have you been doing? <laughs> and like I think he said it before he realized how yeah kind of uh accusatory it was and sure. And I think as soon as he said it, like, he kind of realized, and I just had to laugh because there's no retort to that, right, like, without right, sounding right, right. like, a, like a fucking asshole. Like, well, actually, Tom, I've been doing quite well for myself. Yeah. I got so into I did... trials riding, <laughs> and I'm Dude, playing the oboe. I have you know, Tom, I have won the national points race title two years in a row. <laughs> I'm doing quite fine for myself. Uh, meanwhile, he's got, what, he probably did three world championships I don't know, I haven't years. paid attention. I yeah, never even knows. followed up. How have you been, Tom? Mm-hmm. Things successful? You also still racing bikes? Welcome to my country. Have you done the tour yet? <laughs> Dude, okay. We don't have to get into, like, the shenanigans that act in the tour. Yes, sir. But how fucking cool was it to do the tour? Um, I won't lie. That was pretty effing cool. I'm going to assume these are cold. Yeah, those are cold enough. They're Belgian. They say serve them after yeah. a handful of... Thanks, bro. Do an opener. Um, tour de France. It was how it far? Was how far out? Because sometimes you know, you know before the team lets everybody else know. How, how far out did you know? Nothing. Um, I did Tour of Swiss, which is one week. No, 
two weeks before. How'd that go? It went respectably well because that was basically the last test whether I was going or not. Sure. Um, I mean, I had good spring. You know, okay, backtrack. We're going to the Tour de France to race for Peter, right. which makes sense because he's pretty darn good at what he does. Um, blah, blah, blah. Good spring. Cheers, bro. Cheers, bro. Good spring. Good classics. Good California. Good Swiss, to answer that question. Mm. That tastes like Canada. Fucking is really good. You don't see Don de Dieu very often. Don de Dieu, ladies and gentlemen. I don't speak French. Okay. Um, Tour Swiss. Ends on a Sunday. We did team time trial practice on Monday. At which point there were 11 of us. Nope, there were 10 of us for 9 spots. And uh, at the end of that, they took me aside and they said, you're going. They took another guy aside and said, you're not going. Oh, actually, they took like three guys and said, you're going. They took one aside and said, you're not going. And so I had at that point, what, a a little more than a week and a half before I was going. Did they tell you to keep it it quiet? No, I mean, that's what's goofy. It's like, there's stuff that you sort of bite your tongue about. I mean, I'm not going to immediately call up cycling news because you don't know, like, well, the team hasn't released well, the roster. you're, like, pretty socially plugged in. You have the social media plugged in pretty... Yeah. You have an... Act- I have so a Twitter I, account. You do. Uh-huh. And it has a lot of... Had a lot of traffic on it. It does. Um, and then I realized how many followers you have, and I was like, Mike Creed. Wow. Is it all the bodybuilding magazines? I'll tell you what it was. Yeah. I got Citizen of the Year in Cardo Springs. Did you really? Yeah. Fire... Fire Marshal Bill. Fire Marshal Bill. Fire sale. I got up to 24,000 followers. That was your max? Yeah. Or like, no, you're at like 48,000. No, no, I'm like at 14. Huh. I'm at 14. Did you really think I was at 48? I thought you had some, you dwarfed me for a while. I'm at yeah. 25 now. I mean, see, oh, see, so you're way ahead now. No. I crashed into the Tour de France. <laughs> I, the Tour de France. <laughs> I, bet you, I bet you looked, you, you may have scoped it out. Relatively after close yeah. after the fire sale. Okay. And what happened is, is I say rather crass gr- crass things on Twitter. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun for a while to I would take a before count and an uh-huh. after count. Nice. And see how per many. Tweet. I, yeah, see how many I could lose in a tweet. What was the max? A thousand. Wow. A thousand. I have um, I have a couple one kers. Are you? Are you still up for a potential 2013 citizen of the... No. Okay. No. So it's not... I feel like I've reached the pinnacle. I'm on the downslope, yeah. and I'm perfectly okay with it. All right, on. Uh, yeah, because I, I, made, I made a joke about... Uh, I have two one cares. One was that I don't blood dope because I see blood dope as this... I see blood the same way I see my cum. Once it's out of me, it stays out of me. <laughs> 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 when you think of a joke like that, do you just high five yourself, or like a little fist bump? I I used to tweet it immediately. Yeah. And then I would look at it later and be like, "That's not funny," and I'm really sad I tweeted that, so I would delete it. So now I will uh, put it in my notes uh-huh. and sit on it for maybe an hour or two. And if it, if I can't rewrite it better, yeah. If I can't rewrite it better and I know it's funny, then I'll then I'll put it out. Then it's like your comp. 
once it's out of you. There was a joke for a while, and I think it's better on on podcast because you know the reference. It's not. That's the problem. Like this is what I like about the podcast is we could say anything yeah. that if you said in a cycling news article might cause you some shit. If you said it on Twitter, it might cause you some shit. But because people can hear your tone and your cadence to speak, sure, they they understand more the implication of what you said. So the one joke I've sat on for a long time was. Uh, all white people look the same now. Yet another thing we stole from the blacks. <laughs> I tried to rewrite it to say like, yet another thing we took from minorities. Another thing we took from whatever. And I couldn't ever do. It. I never had the balls to tweet it. Yeah. I feel like that's. What, but so have you, you done that? Have you have you executed that one on stand up? Uh, I. I haven't yet, only because I tried to get away from one-liners in stand-up. Yeah. Because one-liners are... You can only get so many laughs with one-liners, whereas if you can yeah. actually tell a real story and get laughs, you can get big laughs with that. And as a non... Um, I've never done stand-up myself, sure, believe sure. it or not. Um, I find that so hard to do. I know. I'm greatest I'm wit. Um, could that be like a segue, though? Could you, you know, go from story to... <laughs> Yeah, like if if I had the thing about like like the 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 great white slide of society, if I wanted to just slam white people (laughs) for a while and just make fun of Colorado Springs, I don't believe it. Yeah, I mean, if I just wanted to rip on white people for a while, like I could probably say away with that joke. That would be a good yeah. That'd be a good opener to a block, but I I don't have a block on it, so I, I can't I can't. But. So I lost a thousand with the with the blood cum joke, and mm-hmm. then I lost a thousand. Remember when that Oscar Pistorius thing was happening? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. And I said, you went. I said two prongs don't make a right. Oh, yeah. That was a thousand. That was a thousand. I was surprised that I got a thousand out of that. Um, I wish you could see like a. Oh, uh, if they had like a, a plus loss. like an analytical chart. Well, I mean, yeah, for every joke, many, yeah, right. I bet you could gain followers. Surely somebody retweeted. Do you know it. what's really annoying when there's somebody you don't necessarily like, or maybe somebody that you're in competition with, like a guy like Ted King, let's say. Yeah. Or like, let's who could be the most socially revel- relevant person on the interwebs, <laughs> and then you'll retweet something I say, and then I get six followers. You know how much I hate those six followers. <laughs> and you, but then do you know which six they are? Yeah, you should like immediately well, block them. Block them. Because <laughs> you'll retweet something, and then like within, you have to assume that anybody yeah. I haven't tweeted anything. Sure, you have to assume anybody who follows you from that point of your retweet to me saying something else. Yeah, or maybe not retweet. Maybe a mention's a better thing. Because a retweet, you could be like, "Oh, I said something funny." Type things retweet. All right, so let's say a mention. You say. Oh, it was good talking to my Cree today. Mm-hmm. I haven't said anything, and all of a sudden I get like ten new followers. I'm really pissed that you have that power. <laughs> I just, I just speak to my flock, and they go your way. You have a flock, though, Ted. I don't. The number of Oscar Pistorius jokes I've done, I think, is still in the realm of zero. Right. So I do find that a major flaw in yeah. your character. What's the latest on him? Fucking who knows? He's in jail. He's a crazy person. Speaking of that, I'm from New England. We got yeah. Aaron Hernandez. Are you familiar with this guy? <sighs> this guy, he was caught on his own security camera with the gun in his hand. He's not the smartest tool in the shed. He thought smashing his phone would get rid of the text messages. Yeah. Well, 
He was very good at his job when it was on a football field. I just feel so sad that's taken away from him. I just feel like the man has a right to work in this country. Great. Another person that we're paying for in jail. Uh, exactly. Was cause, did he kill, like, a doctor working on cancer? Probably not. Oh, man. If you're hanging Don't out with Aaron there. Hernandez at 1 a.m., you might not, you know, be saving orphans. And you're like, I don't know. That was me trying to make a joke and never yeah. failed. Anyway. Uh, he killed one of his friends, right? I'm not... I watched a little bit of Sports Center. Yeah. Not enough. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's a fucking shitty situation. But, go Patriots. Go Pats. Let's be honest. Go Pats. Um, so, when did you get to tell everybody that you did the tour? When did you finally pull the trigger? Um, I don't know. I started to tell people if they would ask. Um... But you you must have made that like the first like social announcement of like I don't this I, is it yeah I think it was as soon as the team made the announcement I mean it's like then you felt comfortable yeah doing it. you it's didn't want you talk to like riders in the peloton who are young here and they have just signed for a pro tour team yeah have you seen this one it's in cycling news and it says so and so rider is going to ride for so and so team question mark that's the high that like that's the title of the cycling news article I like that you can get away by writing an article if you had a question mark to it <laughs> my lord cycling journalism sometimes I know um, I, I just talked to this Friday the Neil Rogers one will go up so I asked a lot of what's that Neil Rogers yeah it's I know podcast. who he is yeah the podcast oh, oh, oh. yeah yeah no I asked right a podcast. yeah yeah because I was like you I have a lot of Anybody who's listening to this already know how the Neil thing went, but I do have a lot of, like, weird angst against cycling media. Yeah. It's a curious business, man. I mean, I, it, well, um, I believe it was Christian Vandeveld who said that professional cycling is the biggest amateur sport on the planet. Which, I've never gotten into professional darts, but, I mean, there are some funny elements of uh, professional cycling that are very amateurish. Well, I think... The... Hello. Hey, Andre. We were just talking about you. What about? Did they fix it? No. The we're radiator? gonna fix it. We're gonna have to push it again in the oh, morning. Okay. Yeah. Does your thing not move in either? No, ours doesn't move in. Your ass doesn't move in. It it used to not, and then you have to pull on it, and guys push on it. Okay. For the for those yeah, for those who don't <laughs> know, we have an extend out in our RV that we're talking in right now, and it doesn't work, so we had to push it out. We're recording a, a little podcast, a little interview. What? We're recording a podcast or interview right now. Okay. You're more than welcome to hang out. You need a beer? Some no, drinks? No, no, no. So? Straight vodka. I just came to. Yeah, I think we push. might need your help again in the morning pushing it in. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> I'll be here. All right, okay. buddy. See you. That guy. Yeah, that's on uh, I would have guessed. I've seen him around. Yeah. He seems. Did you see the vent? No. Which part of his. It was in the shadow, maybe. Maybe it was shadowed out. He's in his, he's in his, uh, his comb over. Oh, what were we talking about before that guy interrupted us? Damn it, uh, Oh, cycling journalism. Yeah. You said it was the biggest amateur sport. Professional, I'm not saying it. I don't want to stake claim to this. That, that professional cycling yeah. is the biggest amateur sport on the planet. But then there are certain elements that... Well, there's not a lot of sports where the top of the sport and the bottom of the sport can uh, intermingle so and compete against each other so freely. Mm-hmm. What kills me is that the top of the sport and the bottom of the sport are so close together that the guys at the top of the sport 
when they feel like they're not one bad year away from being on the fucking bottom. Yeah. And there's been, you know, like, especially with being on Kelly for the past three years, when you go to races like California and Utah, like, they, the way the guys, uh, the way they treat you or talk to you. Yeah. Just based on the jersey you're wearing. Based on the jersey you're wearing. Like, I'm not a fucking man with hands and fingers that can ball up yeah. and take a fucking chin off. Like, here's the thing. Have you taken a swing? Uh, who's the guy? Lauren Sindam. Yeah? Lauren Sindam. Uh, I toured California one year. I made this, I did this dumbest early break in history. I wasn't supposed to be in it, but nobody from my team covered it. In fairness, some of your t- team does silly moves. Go on. Yeah, we all do silly moves. Um, it was the dumbest early break in history. I didn't want to be in it. It was a downhill, it was downhill most of the stage, yeah. headwind most of the stage, yeah. 200k. And you tried to do it solo? No, 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 no. Okay. No, no, I was with a group, but... But you probably failed. It was going to fail. Okay. It, was, it was the dumbest break ever. We're just riding into a headwind. So anyway, we get caught maybe 300 meters. We've been in the break for 100, 180K. Mm-hmm. We get caught maybe 200 meters before right hand turned into a severe crosswind. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just in position. You understand? Like, I didn't yeah. fight for position. Right, right, right. I didn't think I was a GC guy. I was just in position. That's that's the Darwinism of it. Yeah. It's like, you know, yep, I'm with you. Same thing happened this week. So, Go on. And I do not want to be the guy who opens a gap in the crosswind. Yeah. You do not want to be that dude. Right. One, because you want to be in the front, and two, because you know the guy behind you is going to see it and fucking freak out. Right, right. So we're all in the gutter. No, 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 no. A guy in front of me who was not in the early break yeah. starts to swing his legs right oh okay. he starts to swing and sits up and i've been in the early break for fucking 180k i yeah. did a thousand kilojoules an hour for yeah. now four hours yeah i can't do it anymore sure does he yell at the pro tour rider in front of me yeah no because he has to see that guy next week so lauren said that yells at me and he tells me to go fuck you motherfucker and gives me the finger so one of us may one of this one of us at this table yeah me or you, Ted? I'm not saying which one. May have took a water bottle and pinned it off his neck. Yeah. Hmm. Got got to the finish, went straight for the bus. Yeah. And threw him up against the bus. No way. Yeah, I was pissed, dude. Yeah. And here's the thing, Ted, that I told him. is like, I'm bringing real-life consequences to bike racing. Yeah. Because <laughs> you cannot, in real life, tell some give somebody the finger and tell them to fuck off and carry about your day. This does not happen. And I I get the like, oh, what stays on the course? That's not true. Sure. That's not true. That's an excuse to act like an asshole. Guys who act nice and professional do not say, hey, what stays on the course? Mm -hmm. What happens on the course? It's only assholes who fucking say this shit. (laughs) And for some reason, because it kind of makes weird sense, we just accept it as a truth. Yeah. That's astute. Um... I think you should just People fucking be fiery, cool, right? Um, like here's a here's a to rant on a little bit more about this. Go on. In the same race where everybody's taking the piss out of Kelly benefits, mm-hmm. all week taking the piss out of Kelly benefits. Yeah. One stage, I saw Zabriskie throw a water bottle, not high, but just side. You know, did a sidearm with a water bottle as yeah. Matt Matty Bush was coming up the side with While bottles. While he was racing at Kelly. While he was racing on Radio Shack. Okay. He th- doesn't see Matty Bush coming up. Yeah. 
chucks a bottle right into Matty Bush's front wheel. Yeah. Happens to hit the spoke and bounce off. Didn't get lodged in, just bounced off. As Matty Bush is coming up with, you know, maybe 10 bottles in his pocket. Almost crashes, doesn't. Near disaster. They look at each other and laugh. They're like, whoa, that was crazy, right? They'll both have a little chuckle. Yeah. If I would have thrown that bottle. Yes. There would have been... There would have been ruckus. Four-letter words uttered. Huh. I'm with you. I like the real-world consequences because people do get fiery in a bike race. Middle fingers are thrown. You know what's goofy? Speaking of middle fingers, I've seen three pictures this week where it's like a groupetto or just a group or just something. Sure. And it's a, it's basically a candid shot, and there's some rider in the background with their finger up. What makes it cool to, to flick, f- a camera flick the off? camera off? Yeah. It's like, I'm on a bike. Look at me. This is the exact opposite of what I should be doing. Exactly. Very tasteful. Anyway. Um, it's not very cool. Okay, backtrack. One. Lawrence and Dom. I'm friends with the guy. Yeah. And I have good rapport with him. Yeah. And I see this a lot, um, and maybe it's exactly what your sort of what your point is. It's like based on what your jersey says. Yeah. If it says so and so pro tour team, exhibit A, so and so non pro tour team, exhibit B. Um, I have I like to maintain a good relationship with people, um, provided they haven't crossed me. You know, you hear a lot of stories, a rumor is rife in the sport. Um, I tend to believe the story that you just told. Sure. It'd be a pretty crazy story to make up. Uh, I've heard some crazy stories in my day. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm not saying you made up that story. I sure. completely believe it. Um, sure. And, man, yeah, I like to... I understand that when your heart rate gets 180 and 190, yeah. you're going to say things that you don't necessarily mean. Sure. I, I get that. But... I feel like a dirty look is is pretty much the the necessary um, reply. How about say you're training and you have an incident with a car? How many four letter words, middle fingers, and water bottles are thrown? Because these are real world repercussions. I mean, that's as real world as it gets. Yeah, no, I've gotten many of fucking throwdowns with cars. And do you see? That's where it's funny. Like, you know, emotions rise. You know, you get really fired up, and at the end of the day, if, like, if you have two people shouting at each other, one's driving a car and one's riding a bike, then you have two people who hate each other. The motorist hates the car, and then it's just going to, like, escalate from there. They're going to go home and tell their family about how much yeah. this is suck. Yeah, that's true. And I'm, I'm the exact same way. I mean, I get fiery, and then it's only been, you know, one out of ten occasions where I go back to the car, and I'm like, look, friend, mm. compadre, you nearly killed me. I'm a human being. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And then that ended amicably. But, right, I mean, that's, that's one out of ten. I had a guy once, I was finishing like some 210k ride in Silver City, just completely... That's a big ride, bro. Yeah, I was completely <laughs> jacked out of my mind. I like, I couldn't think, I didn't care about much. Yeah. This car, like, this car saw me, passed me, and then went into the shoulder to kick up dust. Nice. But I, I mean, I had just ridden 210k. Yeah. The last thing I cared about was being dirty. <laughs> you know, like Touché. for him to think that having dust on me mm-hmm. was an issue at this point, mm-hmm. he had no idea the day I had been through. Right on. So I catch him at the red light, and he just calls me a faggot. Yep. And I looked at him, and was just like, "You had to tell him, like, the last thing I care about now is your opinion." Mm-hmm. You know, and I think when you just say it so calmly and just like, 
another good one I've always found is like when people tell you like you're oh you know the law says you should be on the side when they yeah. whenever people cite the law the, the best reply is always even if I believed you which I don't yeah I wouldn't care <laughs> yep because not not only have you just called them a liar you've also let them know that their opinion matters yeah. so very little to you exactly yeah oh man that's just that's one faction that's one dispute that's never gonna end motors versus bicycles it's so painful it's like you can be doing everything right and they're gonna get mad at you yeah I don't I don't I think the only thing you can do ultimate cause you you've driven your car around and you've seen club cyclists oh Lord, way yeah. over the, the center line yeah. or you've been on group rides they're obviously blocking traffic absolutely cyclists are a hard lot to defend absolutely we have it's weird and we strangely I I mean I go on a group ride and I get mad at them absolutely right I like you gotta yell at riders like yeah. left hand Larry get the frick on the right ride two abreast right yeah or I just quit the group ride absolutely so I think <sighs> lead by example Mike it's it's like if we go in a biker bar mm-hmm. if we went to a biker bar and the biker bar says you're not welcome here man this is our bar mm-hmm. you can look at the guy in the face and say I have a right to be here and that's fucking true mm-hmm. but that's not the most intelligent thing to do <laughs> yes you have a right to be there and the guy doesn't have the right to beat you up, but mm-hmm. he will. Mm-hmm. So that's why you, if there's a road where cars obviously don't like you, stop saying that you have a right to ride on this road. It's, yeah, you do, man, but like, you can't expect the world to fucking respect you. Like, because yeah. you just, just find a quieter road, take up, find dirt roads. You know, oh, man, dirt. Open your eyes, ride dirt. Dirt roads is where it's at. Dirt is so rad. You know what it is about dirt roads is that you could even just be doing like 210 watts and you feel like you're flying. Yep. You're just like, I'm fucking kicking ass today. And then you go over like a rut or there's like a water bog. You're like, dude, yeah. that just hit epic. This ride got epic. Yeah. I have mud on my shin. Yeah. Man, I love dirt. Dude, I got to get back to the Tour de France. How fucking on like you know that spinal tap tap scene where he says this goes to eleven? No, I have spinal tap on my computer. It's on my to watch list. Alright. Well look, sorry. I'm not gonna spoil like do spoiler alert. But there's this scene where he's talking about a speaker. Mm. And the speaker he he has these special speakers that go to ten. Yeah. Or uh, go to eleven. And he goes, You see this? Most speakers go to ten. (laughs) <laughs> Mine goes to 11 And the guy brings up Like well maybe It's still just as loud And he goes Mm-mm. This goes to 11 Yeah Is it the Tour de France Like bringing the speaker Up to 11 Freaking 12 man Yeah It was nuts Absolutely nuts And that's I mean that's the part That blew me away Because you know In advance That it's going to be The biggest circus you ever seen On two wheels And still It's bigger When you're there like, and I mean, I I know it didn't go the way you went, but you have to you have to take something from the fact that you've accomplished what every cyclist, aspiring cyclist, starts out yeah. to do. 
Dude, yep. you, you'll have that for yep. the rest of your life. Right, right. And that's, I mean, it. it's so tough. You know, that's what makes it so bittersweet. You know, you want to be there. You want to you be part of what the team did this year. Do you think it'll be sweeter over time? Like, let's say, let's say, uh, and it won't happen, right? I'm yeah. not wishing anything on you, but yeah. it won't happen. But let's say uh, you you fucking crash horribly. You never race, you never, never race, race again. Tour again. You never race a tour again. Yeah. It hits that that check mark. Yeah. It hits that bullet point. It's I mean, like, like what's I left? The, the, the Olympics. Exactly. And you talk to Olympians who've never been to the tour, and they're like, fuck, I mean, that's what you want to be. I mean, you know this as, as much as anybody. It's like, yeah. you talk to somebody, oh, you race, you race bikes, so how's the Tour de France? When are you going to race yeah. Tour de France? It's like, yeah, dude, you play soccer. When are you going to be in the freaking World Cup? Right, right. Uh, Man, I That's rem- been awesome. That's been very validating. And maybe I'm projecting onto you, but I remember where I was, like, when I finally realized I was never going to race a Tour de France. Like, I remember, like, the nervous breakdown I had. Yeah. Because, like, my whole life had been... It wasn't even questioning that I was going to race a Tour de France. Yeah. It was just fucking fact. It was just a matter of time and what place I was going to get. Right. And then there was this, like... Uh, I mean, like, my back injury and just, like, all this shit. And it was just, like, I I wasn't going to get renewed by Vodders. And it was just, like... Yeah. Fuck, dude. Like, this is never going to happen. How much booze you drink that night? I may have... I may have smoked some cannabis. It may have been. Out of competition? Even in competition? Yeah. That's my electric bone stimulator. What is that thing? I still have have a broken bone, bro. You were joking. You have a bone stimulator on. It's the punchline of a very awesome joke that I have right now. I have an electric bone stimulator in my pocket. hey And I'm happy to see you. hey But come on, man. I think over time... So, back to the original question. Over yeah. time, it's... It will... Do you think it'll get more better or more sweet if you never ride the Tour de France again? Yes. Yes. In the meantime, as I'm still racing a bike, you know, all it does is make me oh, that much more... Hungry. Anxious. That much more hungry. That much more ready to go for next time. Yeah. 2014, baby. <sighs> And if not, we call it, we call each other baby now, baby. Absolutely, huh? <laughs> um, and if not, it's like I mean, I did that. I raced Tour de France. Yeah, I put the number on. I finished. Fuck. I mean, that's what makes them all the more. Shall I say epic? It's like yeah. that's what's goofy. In retrospect, to get the I mean, the order of operations are wrong. Okay, I crashed. That's going to happen almost inevitably. Yeah. Break a bone. Race three more stages before I then realize that I have a broken bone yeah. I have a separated shoulder yeah, it's yeah. Like, it just it, it's so goofy it makes you appreciate stuff like Georgia's 17 tours yeah it's freaking insane right um, yeah I have a 7th of 1 far out it was a pretty sweet 7th though it was a pretty good 7th I remember angrily tweeting Carlton Kirby that time trial day who's Carlton Kirby fucking exactly He's a hack as what he is. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. Carlton Kirby is... I don't know if he's ever raced bikes. I, To be honest, I don't care. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I'm going to tell Mike who Carlton Kirby is, you're going to get blocked. Okay. Just so no. D'd up in advance. Yeah. Uh, so I'm watching the TTT stage and... Uh, I, I didn't know how bad your shoulder was. I knew it was bad, but... I didn't I didn't know it was bad. Yeah. And then you're racing it on your TT bike, or you're on your road bike. 
and I've, I, was, I, was, I was, like my stomach like dropped, and I was like this. Because anybody who's done training on a time trial bike versus a, a road bike knows the importance of a TT bike. Yes, your buying speed, straight up. I mean, it's got to be fifty watts from the go. Yep. I mean, and that's at like forty k an hour. God knows how many watts at 55, 60 k an hour. Mm-hmm. I remember like freaking out. They're like, what? they can't like just fucking go slow for a kilometer. Yeah. Like that opening kilometer. Fuck. It's just so Italian. It was so fucking Italian to just rip out of the gates. And uh, Carlton Kirby says something along the lines of like, I guess Ted is just more comfortable on his road bike. Uh, you know, because of this, the turns. He's n- maybe he's not very good at turning, and uh, whatever. I, I, I mean, I eventually deleted them, but yeah. they were not nice. And he's know. sorry. He's a commentator. He's a commentator for Eurosport. Okay. Or ITV. I don't know. On IntoKing.com's behalf, I appreciate coming to my defense. What's what? All right. Let's get let's, let's get <laughs> off let's get off of the bad the bad thing, but. What's with the, con- the the branding I always kind of enjoyed with you? Like, you're kind of like a box of cereal. <laughs> like, you never know what sort of fun fun prizes you're going to get. Um, it's been a very organic unfolding. Yeah. It started with a blog, blog spot. Yeah. I am Ted King. Very tongue-in-cheek. Yep. It started... Do you remember at Tour Missouri? Do you remember this incident between you, me, and Pate at Tour Missouri? I have... I will preface with... Whatever we're to say, I have a very fleeting memory. No, I don't remember this. Remind me. You were winning the NRC that year. Yeah, I didn't end up winning it that year. You didn't end up winning, but you I were leading second. at the time. Yeah, okay. you were leading at the time, and I think they would introduce you before the tour, the stages of like NRC leader. Yeah. Uh, Pete had been in Europe most of the year. Sure. And I was riding right next to you. You and I didn't know each other very well, but we knew of each other. Fair enough. We had raced each other. It's yep. not, but it's not like we talked. It wasn't like we were on first name basis. Yeah. And uh, I was riding right next to you. I just had me right next to you. Danny Pate came up to me and said, Dude, are you going to fucking blow up? I am sorry. My bad. Danny Pate came up to me and said, Who the fuck is Ted King, man? <laughs> As you're, we're all right next to each other? We're all right next to each other. And I go, He's right here. Why don't you ask him? <laughs> and, and Pate, like a fucking trooper, just goes, Hey man, who are you? And you just reached out your hand like I'm Ted King. <laughs> you guys just shook hands. <laughs> that would explain a lot of Pate and my first relationship on Facebook. <laughs> I relationship. This is gonna be a great story. It's not a good story at all, but he, I know, like, but I'm excited. If I mean, I think we probably had three interactions on Facebook, so I don't know how well you can like do yeah, sure. Facebook research and like see which that how that interaction unfolded. Sure. It was probably right around Tour of Missouri. Okay. And he has a icon of... There's another famous Ted King. He's on General Hospital. His name is Ted King. Is that worth? Is that where the I'm not Ted King? No, no, no. Okay. That's a different story entirely. Okay, okay. okay. But that, we'll get into that. And, uh... Unfortunately, that's basically the punchline. I mean... Like, what, what was the interaction? It was... Like I said, I have a fleeting memory. It's a, it's, it's Did a picture. Like, it's an icon of the other Ted King. Yeah. Like the General Hospital soap opera star. Sure. And then he tags me as it, <laughs> as he's probably trying to figure out. I mean, who the fuck is this Ted King guy? <laughs> I mean, I 
guarantee this happened within a month of tour Missouri. What do you think? And now Peyton and I are best friends. What do you think the uh, ratio to to Twitter retweets to Facebook likes is like? Is it like? Cause I feel I think Twitter retweets are more valuable than Facebook likes. Would you say it's like a two to one value? Mm. It's goofy, the ebb and flow there. Like, okay, backtrack, I'm proudly a college graduate. Mm-hmm. And Facebook, back in the day, was literally a Facebook that's like, you'd go to college as a freshman and get a book of yeah. all the faces of your freshman class. Yeah, I've like, seen social network. I haven't been to college, but I've seen social network. Exactly. You're like, that girl. I mean, yeah. like, this is... It's You sound like this pretentious ass to explain to me. Like, that's yeah. real. Yeah. I didn't go to Harvard. Uh um, Dartmouth is one school I didn't get into. That's cool. Um, and Facebook, blah, 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 the ebb and flow. And I mean, like, I can't keep track of my friends and the way Facebook was meant to be because I hit accept all the time and now I have sure. 4,000 friends and you hit the max and you're like, damn it. The whole point is there's the ebb and flow of Facebook and right now it's definitely in a low point. Yeah. But then I also think Twitter's starting to hit a little nadir as well yeah what do you think I mean what's the next one? Instagram man Instagram's pretty hot it's hot do you, you follow done? me on Instagram I do some pretty good work on Instagram I don't think so you need to follow me on Instagram I do Michael Creed it's, it's Mike underscore Creed 81 some guy already jumped on the Mike Creed bandwagon exactly that's why I have I am Ted King because Ted King's already taken probably by a soap opera star here's the thing I did with Facebook for a while same thing I accepted everybody that would send a request right mm-hmm. but then I realized that there were a lot of people that I didn't uh, necessarily like or they know they didn't go to freshman yeah. Spanish 101 with yeah that's true exactly so here's my little trick sorry Mike underscore Creed Michael underscore Creed I do believe it's Mike Mike underscore found Creed. it boom that's me Mike underscore Creed 81 okay sorry I interrupted uh so what I do now on Facebook is I, uh, whenever I log on, I don't log on much anymore, but I will look at birthdays. Oh, you know whose birthday it is today? Yeah. I look at birthday and if I don't know the person, I unfriend them on their birthday. It's my little birthday treat. And then you figure, like, if I do this Brilliant. for a year, yeah, I will get rid of everybody I don't know. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, it's and I think it's because they're gonna get so many like happy birthdays. They're not yeah. gonna notice like some has been category three rider, <laughs> division three rider, fucking just going. That's like good. I don't, I don't think enough of myself to think it's gonna ruin their day. No, nah, because they got like the, the likes, the retweets on that special day. I'm just, I'm pretty happy with my queue of friend requests now, though. I, d- I think I'm up I to hate a th- that. I think I'm up to a thousand friend requests. I can't stand that. Mm. That's the because. Oh, man, I'm fucking... These stupid, like, push messages, and you get the, the little but number... You can turn those off. You can turn those off. Oh, man, it's driving me nuts. Well, then you get the number in the bottom corner that says, like, how many either messages, friend requests, or updates you have, and I'm cool about the messages <laughs> and the... Not to delve too far deep, but then the no, friend let's requests... let's go, dude. Let's get weird. Like, the messages and the news, I like reading that, and then you get the friend requests, and it's like, I don't... With all due respect to the people who want to befriend me... I don't care about that. I want to know the news and the messages. Right. Right. Unless it, the news it, is the birthday, and then this is a brilliant way to defriend. Man, like yeah. Creed, heavy your time. It's going to be really... I, I do feel like Facebook is kind of... It ebbs and flows, man. Once did it, you hear about the guy yesterday? He 
killed his wife, and he took a picture of it and he put it on Facebook, and he's like, "That's true." I shit you not, this happened. He put it on Facebook, and he said, "Well, I guess I'm gonna go to jail." Wow. Yeah. And then he just like drove his mom's house and whatever. That's See how he stopped that Facebook conversation just like cold in his <laughs> fucking tracks. Like, that that did I just stop pretty me. quick. Damn. Ted, let's get something else out in the air. Wait, I'm now that we have a, a wine and, and a beer in us. Yes, sir. Let's talk about the time I sold your shorts on eBay. <laughs> in hindsight, that was brilliant. At I, the time, I was a little bit flustered. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this from an honest <clears throat> an honest point. Uh. I was surprised you didn't think it was funnier. And I, I'm saying that from a purely selfish point in that, like, I realized that I wasn't on the receiving end of the joke. Yeah. I, and I realized that I, there was something, there was something weird. Okay. Tell the audience. We okay. roomed together okay. for so we were in a month, two weeks, three we, weeks, something. We were together in Santa Barbara with Jesse Anthony for a time, maybe a Sean month. Sean Milne. Sean Milne for like maybe a month in Santa Barbara. We found this foreclosed Which we didn't McMansion. Know at the time. Yeah. Creepiest, massivest house ever. Yeah, it was this little McMansion in Santa Barbara. The rent was too cheap. We knew something was up, but we didn't ask questions. Turns out it was in foreclosure. <laughs> and they were just trying to get any last money out of it as possible. It was a lovely month. Um. The day, the, the day before you left, you asked if I could borrow my car. Yeah. And uh, here's the thing. This is the fuck thing about my brain, Ted. Okay. Here's the fuck thing about my brain. is I don't care about anything. Okay. I just... All I like to do is tease and have an angle where I can tease. And I'm never happier than when I'm being teased cleverly. Like, not... Right. I, I mean, it's not like, hey, Creed, you suck, ha, ha, ha. You know, but like... <laughs> uh, like they found something uh, like that I'm obviously hiding or they found an angle on me right uh, an insecurity they found an insecurity on me and they noticed it and they and they capitalized they capitalized because it, it the fuck thing in my brain is like oh they noticed this and they accept it that's why they're teasing me because yeah. if, if they didn't accept it they obviously wouldn't tease me about it mm-hmm. and I make the mistake of thinking that everybody's that way <laughs> right on so I so you so you borrowed the car, yeah, and then uh, you said, "Oh, it's gonna be one hour," but then you were like three hours or something. Bullshit! Right? Now you're making up stories. Okay, mm. there's no. Mm. I didn't just borrow the car. Did I drive you to the airport? It was some. I was no no. You, so this is the story. So you there's borrowed the car the day before. Reciprocal. You borrowed the car the day before to go like for a massage, and I said, "Oh yeah, sure, no problem." How long are you gonna be? You said an hour, and I think it ended up being like two and a half or three hours. And I wasn't angry, but I was happy that I had something to tease you about. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't remember that detail, but like I said, I have a very fleeting memory. Right, right. But, so it was like, oh, now I have something to bust Ted's balls about. Right. So, uh, I busted your balls a little bit about it, but it wasn't a big deal. Maybe I felt like you brushed me off, like, oh, come on, dude, I made fun of you. I drove to the airport. Yeah, no, I don't. No, no. We're talking about the day before. Anyway. I don't know. Bullshit story. So then you left, and uh, you left this pair of shorts, of liquid gas shorts. There, and I was like, surely there must be something wrong with these shorts, like a shit stain in them, or a rip, or a hole. Nothing was wrong with them. And Perfect I was, shorts. Nothing was... 
perfectly good choice. So I thought, well, I knew that you were in the air. And I thought, well, I'm going to put these on eBay, and I'm going to tag them on Twitter, and I'm going to tag them on Facebook. And uh, so when he lands in Argentina, his phone fucking detonates. That happened. <laughs> so I write this, I write this uh, eBay article, something to the effect, and I, I went for the bone, you know, like, I, I didn't want to hit the bone, but I wanted to get close to the bone. Yeah. So it was very like, oh, I'm selling, I'm ironically naming myself, I'm selling scarves and whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe in hindsight, it went too far. But there was definitely an element that in my mind went too far, but now in hindsight, it's freaking hilarious. So then, what I thought would maybe get like 500 views, mm-hmm. and maybe because my Twitter following at the time wasn't very good, so I thought maybe you would get 10 app mentions. What happened was is David Millar retweeted it, yes. and Christian Vandeveld retweeted it. That's right. And then it escalated quickly, and it, it got out of control to where by the time you landed, it had 6,000 views, mm-hmm. and maybe 50 or 100 app mentions. And I wake up. And Santa Barbara sent an email from you, from you, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> yes. And I, I couldn't tell because it's email. Right. Like, I couldn't tell if it was like, oh, like, dude, message. what the fuck is wrong with you? Or a, what the fuck is wrong with you? It was the latter. I was angry. <laughs> I was angry. I, I, I didn't know how to respond in kind. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I didn't know how to, like, who was I responding to the angry? So I just... I think out of wishful thinking, I was responding to the guy who was in on the joke. Yeah. And I think somewhere along the email exchanges, I realized maybe... You swapped. I, I, and think, then, I think we met in the middle. I think we right. met somewhere in the right, middle right. of like, okay. Because cut to the chase, what did we end up doing? We donated all the money to your dad's charity. We donated, what, 100 bucks? 150, 350. It was, it was some good. It was like 200 bucks for shorts. But it actually, we, we gave $200 to your dad's charity. Was yeah. it Crimples? Crimples. Crimples. Crimples Center. Crimples Center. You got it. Um, <laughs> the bad part was, is the guy who bought it, I couldn't... And to this day, I'm not sure if he was trolling me. I would not be surprised if he's listening right now. Do you think he was trolling me? Uh, he had to have been trolling me. Most likely. Okay. That makes me feel better. Yeah. Because you never know who you're responding to on the internet. Absolutely. Internet's a goofy place. So I had to respond as if he was being legitimate. But in this ad, <laughs> I which was obviously a farce, which was yeah. obviously a lie, he I, I said that you were gonna give your like race bike away. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's exactly it. And uh he he was really excited to know when the race bike was gonna show up, right? And I had to tell him the race bike Sorry, won't be friend. showing up. It's a pair of I have potentially stolen shorts will not come with a free bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> and you maybe know, like, I can be very clever with words and be very mean. <laughs> and I, it was every bone in my body to not be very, I was conscious that these, these, the email I sent to this guy could be posted somewhere and used against me. Yeah. Yeah. So I just decided to break off communication with him and let him troll away as I blocked his email from further incident. Surprise. <laughs> That's, man. It worked out in the end. Worked out. I guess I just wanted you to know that, like, I meant it from, like, a fun place. Like I appreciate that. I like, I like the preface to all that where, like, you like to have 
It's like if I see a friend fuck up, I'm not right. mad at him for fucking up. I'm happy that I that I have now an angle to exactly. go at. Bingo. Like if a friend offers, if I let a friend borrow two hundred dollars and he says he's gonna pay me back in a week, mm-hmm. and he doesn't pay me back for a month, mm-hmm. I'm never calling him asking for my money. I'm giggling inside. It's like I can make fun of him as much as I want now because he has my money. Bingo. That's an IOU card just waiting to be played. Yeah, like I almost never want him to pay it off. Mm-hmm. Yo. Is it about that time? Hour and a half later. This is my uh, good night. Medicine. Yeah. Well, Ted, uh, I hope the rest That's of the That's yours. So, oh, horror to the room, man. Thanks. I like your uh, director sportif shoes, which I happen to notice that you're wearing right now. You like those, right? Dude, those are fucking sharp. Buffalo Exchange, 25 bucks. For serious. Yeah. Is Buffalo Exchange a full Colorado thing, or is this just... I've I only know in, the one in I've seen them in Arizona. Okay, okay. Yeah. Do you ever get up to the 8030 blank? 8030 blank? That's the greater Boulder zip code. That's no. what they call it, because it's like, you got the Boulder, oh, the right, Louisville, the Netherlands. Right. I really like uh, Boulder, but... um, something about seeing people that you're competitive against all the time. See, that's people's biggest gripe about Girona. It's like... Yeah. You don't want to see him, you don't see him. If I don't want to see people in Boulder, I don't see him. Yeah, fair enough. I don't want to feel like I'm hiding out, though. That's why I liked Luca over Girona. Man. I, I loved both places. And sure. then as soon as I, I spent two years in Luca, and when I got back to Girona, I was like, whoa, I like Girona more. What about it? I don't know. Okay, I do know. I like the roads better. I like the... Roads better, really? Yes. There's so many roads in Luca. Uh... I felt for the first hour of my ride that I was going to hit by a car. Yeah. I mean, you, you have that suspension of disbelief that the motors are so accustomed to cars, that, I mean, to the cyclists, that they're not going to hit you. Mm. But there's still something about a Fiat Cinquecento being driven by someone's knee as they're texting and yeah. drinking their espresso that they're going to tag you yeah, on true. a road again as wide as the stable. Yeah. Uh, food's really good in Oakland. Food's great in Girona. Yeah, I guess I never get out much. I, lo- I mean, honestly, I love both places. And it's just like word. I like that much more. Yeah. Well, fuck, dude. Thanks for coming on the podcast. My pleasure. Cheers. It's been fun, man.